things. Oh, I, I never got this pop up before. Zoom tells me now when it's being recorded. Yeah, it says it in my ear when it starts recording. Oh yeah, didn't we talk about this last week? Actually, we did. We did, and now we're talking about it again. Just because now, it's because now you have a notification. No, 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 no. I'm just high. That's why. That's that's all right. Okay. Um. So my arm still hurts. I got the vaccine yesterday. Mm. Moderna. Moderna. I don't. I don't have. You got your first dose. You got your first dose, right? Yeah, I don't have a mark or nothing. But um, I got my first dose. Second one's in September. I'll say this. It was pretty quick, like, because they have the appointments, right? So it's like there was a bunch of people in front of me, but we all kind of pretty fast. When I went in there, at first I walk in, and I'm like, they're like, oh, go here. Okay, then go here. Okay, then go here. Then I get to the next person. Then they're like, give me your health card. So they give me the health card. Then they're like, oh, you're not in the system. Is your appointment today? And I showed them the invitation email, and they're just like, okay, go here. Okay, go here. I was like a passer on to So then after seeing, like, 10 different people, yeah. I go next guy and he's just like yeah it seems like the girl who signed you up originally or it's still a website though so i don't know but they're like the person who i guess approves it over their system um didn't approve me properly so the fact that i had the email he's like okay i'll approve you he's like make sure you bring the email for the september one too because they might not believe you i was like you guys are fucking ridiculous That's <laughs> but so after stupid. that it was then fine what's the point of using an online system I, Why I, is there any form of a human touching the online system unless there's a glitch? That doesn't make any sense. Mine, mine is not till June fourteenth, my first dose. So if I have to go through this, I'm gonna be annoyed. It wasn't. It wasn't bad though. Like I went there, I got my Moderna shot. They make you wait in a room for like fifteen minutes because they tell you that you could have reactions. So yeah. whatever. So I got the Moderna shot. Um, let me see what the reactions are. Let's do this shit. Oh yeah, the so, list. Oh my god. So yeah, so I was actually good. I was good. And then I would say I got it at four four fifty. So I yeah. would say at around um I would say around ten o'clock, you know, my mm-hmm. arm started to like swell up a little bit. But it's no different than like any other vaccine that you would get, right? Like maybe it swells up a bit more, I would say, but mm-hmm. no no real difference. So then after that, it was just like I felt like I wanted to throw up instantly. I was like, holy shit. So I had, to, I, I had to smoke a little bit just to calm my, my system down. And then after that, it was fine. But then when I was going to sleep, I was like, I couldn't sleep for shit. But I'm not a, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, so it's fine. They, no, they most people said they couldn't effect, sleep right? at night after they got their shot. They said it was so uncomfortable that it kept them awake. But, so literally, it's like pain, redness at the injection. Yep, that, I definitely got that. Uh, fatigue, uh, not really. Headache, no. Muscle paint, joint, uh, maybe last night. Chills. Fever, swollen glands, diarrhea, no. Nauseousness, yes. Swollen glands in the underarm, no. And then it's like hives, swelling, trouble breathing, poor circulation. It's like, holy shit. (laughs) Oh, that sounds terrible. You know, it's funny, though. Whenever I get my flu shot, I never really have a sore arm after getting any. Every time I've gotten an injection, I normally don't don't get that sore. So but here's the funny thing. My sister got her because my sister is a nurse. And she was able to get her doses closer together due to the fact that she's a frontline worker um, because of her being a nurse and everything. But her first injection, she didn't have a sore arm. She wasn't nothing. Second injection, same thing. It's like my sister doesn't get any reactions. Now, me, on the other hand, even though I don't get reactions, I haven't gotten my first one yet. But if anyone's new to this, 
I break out in hives, I also have eczema. So like I get eczema on the back of my hands, sometimes on my chest, my face, especially. So I can only imagine if it's going to cause a flare up of me just like breaking out in a rash because that's they, just. They did ask me that. that I was actually one of the have questions. a feeling. They asked me. They asked me if I had if I had if I had eczema, and I was like, no. That was one of the, that was one of the questions. Yeah, I have eczema, so they're probably yeah. Because I feel like if I told them, like, yeah, I get eczema, because like it's actually on the back. You can't see it because the color of my skin right now, but I get like this like heat flash that appears, and it makes my skin like slightly bumpy. So when I tell them that I have like eczema and that I get heat rash really bad, I'm probably gonna have to stay because other than 15 minutes, there's another window of time where they make you stay for half an hour. Especially if you have any type of like skin irritation that hap- that happen is naturally, so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure everybody has different times because there was people that when I came in they were there, and when I left they were there. So I'm pretty sure everybody has different times. But yeah, it was okay. Honestly, I'm looking forward to the next one. I need life to go back to the way it is. The conspiracy theories, I, I just don't care for anymore. Because at the end of the day, if we all if we all have it and we all die, then. It's not going to be great being like one of what? One of 10 people alive? One of 200 people alive? Like, yeah. have fun rebuilding this shit. What, like, it's all good. Enjoy it. But um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. It's not bad. I woke up today. It's a little, it's, not, it's less in pain, I would say. It's it yeah. swollen, though. Like, I can feel it swollen. It's Does it hurt? Red. Do you still feel like you have to throw up? Or are you good? It's too chocolatey. No, I don't feel like I want to throw up. Okay, that's good. I feel like feeling. I feel like feel any form of nausea or dizziness is the worst because you feel like you can't move. So I, <laughs> I can deal with something being swollen and sore, but the idea of feeling like you constantly want to like throw up or you feel just nauseous or dizzy, I hate that. And I get migraines, so that's how I feel when I have a migraine. So I already know how that feels. I don't want that because of an injection. I have a cough now, and his cough is not helping my case. Anybody listening is like, don't get it. He's coughing. He's he's got corona. No, or you just have a dry cough. One of the isn't one of the symptoms that you can cough afterwards. No, this cough is because I something the drink I was drinking a while ago went down. Oh, the went down the wrong pipe. Time. Okay, so it's something different then. You're fine. Anyway, let's get into these topics. So, there was a Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union interview with Extra TV. I've never heard of Extra TV. It's one of these sideline TV networks. They got a bunch of them. Um, so. I don't know the woman's name either, Sumi, but she was um, she interviewing Dwayne Wade, and Dwayne Wade was talking about his relationship with Gabrielle Union. Dwayne Wade has always held Gabrielle Union on a on a pedestal. Well, um, they were both in the interview. She wasn't yeah. interviewing her. I mean, oh yeah, she, she wasn't I'm sorry, him. I'm sorry, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just a question. Yeah, right, right, right. They're both <laughs> being interviewed. Uh, she was speaking to Dwayne Wade at the time, so Gabrielle Union wasn't talking in the clip. But um, no, Dwayne Wade has always um, held Gabriel Union up on a high pedestal, and he did so right now as well. <coughs> um, he was speaking of Gabriel Union, and um, well, the girlman was asking about um, his accomplishments and her accomplishments um, post career. And he was basically saying that Gabriel Union works harder than him, and um, basically is a dynamic worker and a dynamic contributor. And a lot of people, a lot of black men got mad at it over the internet. So I saw this through uh, my brother-in-law, my um, brother, we have a group. So a lot of black men got mad at it. So at first I was like, why did he get mad at this guy bigging up his wife? Like, type of patriarchal bullshit. Like, you get mad at him bigging up his wife? I don't, I don't understand that. I was like, okay, if he wants to say his wife is great, if he wants to say his wife is a queen, an empress, let him have it. It's his wife. I'll get mm-hmm. mad at that for it. Then I had to rewatch it, and I kind of heard the angle they were going at it. So the angle that was being presented is the fact of um, 
Dwayne Wade panders to Gabrielle Union a lot. Now, it is his wife. One can pander to one's wife. But I get the sense that the making of it is the fact that, like, Gabrielle Union doesn't pander to him. Gabrielle Union mm-hmm. just says, yeah, Dwayne is a great basketball player. He's my husband. I love him. He's great with the kids. Dwayne Wade is actually the only black male, maybe, exception of, exception of maybe Magic Johnson, who actually is, like, very openly defending and openly supporting their LGBTQ child. I think Magic Johnson and Dwayne Wade are the only ones that I see really pushing the envelope with that. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Everybody else keeps their child in the dark. Or, or they're, they're just a regular parent, but they're not they're so much of an advocate. I'm not saying you have to be, but I'll put that up on a pedestal for Dwayne. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, they were saying that Gabrielle, when it comes to Dwayne, she never puts him on a pedestal. She just says he's a great basketball player, great husband, love of my life, done. But Dwayne Wade always has to, I guess, go the extra mile and put him on a pedestal. And it got into this conversation of like, not so much simping, but like the culture that we live in today where it's kind of the same way how like white liberals will try to put their black friend on a pedestal and then AKA black men or men who are dating black women try to put them on a pedestal, right? So whoever is currently being victimized, we do this too. Now, mind mm-hmm. you, there have been black men in society putting black women on a pedestal for the purposes of poetry and sex and nonsense for years. It ain't nothing new. I've been seeing that since I was a kid. Like, oh, I da 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 da. And you, you, you know the lines, and then you know the little, the little Afrocentric, fake Afrocentric type bullshit. Mind you, but <laughs> I can see their standpoint on it because there's a point in the interview where the girl asked him about himself and his own drive. And he he started the question by saying like by saying like by saying like yeah um she's a hard worker and I'm a hard worker, and then he corrected himself and he's like no she works harder than me, yeah as if like and that's where I saw the pandering because it's like it's the media training of purposely doubling down on it and I get the whole concept but I want to hear what your thoughts are then I'll go back on it. So when you <laughs> sent me the interview. When I first listened to it, I didn't, I at first didn't notice what, um, I actually didn't notice what he had said when he first corrected himself. And I said, well, I don't really know. I said to you, I don't really know why anyone is coming for him in the comments as to what he said, because I was like, oh, but you know, he's talking about his wife, talking about that they're equal in the relationship and all these different things. I didn't see an issue with it. Then when you pointed out something to me, I was like, oh, and I was like, maybe I just missed that while I was listening to it. So I went back and I watched it again. And that was when I heard the part where he makes a statement of saying like, you know, um, you know, we're both hard workers. And then he corrects and says that Gabrielle works harder than him. And I said to myself, but if in one breath you're stating that you guys have this type of partnership where it's equal and that you both respect each other and that you both bring things to the table, there's no reason to actually say that she works more than you if you previously just have said that you both are equally, not only in your relationship and the things That's that you so do. Funny. So it doesn't really make any sense why he said that. And I got, I at first was like, oh, so this is why people, this is why there are certain individuals who are like, why would you say that? I completely understood where they were coming from because he contradicted himself. You can't, he should have been more aware of the fact that when he was speaking about it in the interview, when he answered the first time, speaking about the relationship dynamic that they have and the way that they carry themselves in the relationship, that there was no reason for him to stipulate that she is higher up than him by saying that, oh, well, she works harder than I do. 
I don't agree with that statement because it contradicts what he said earlier. So does that mean now that you actually are not actually equal anymore? Does I that think, mean that the I dynamic he, is completely different? I don't actually even know if that was intended. <laughs> uh, but what he intended. said, it was intended. It was and intended. It looks like I'm it saying, I didn't know if it was intended or not. Cause then that means that he's contradicting saying that in the relationship that even though he gives something, that means that he's only given a fraction of what she does when he just said that that's not true. So that's a come I didn't understand why he contradicted himself or why that would even be intended because there was no reason for that statement to be made after what he had previously said. I think the issue that people have with it is the fact that it's a falsehood because yeah. and this conversation was brought up, right, about the fact that in reality, Dwayne Wade is the biggest celebrity. In reality, Gabrielle Union had a career that was really magnified from like 1999 to like 2003 um, and this was when she was on Bad Boys. There was two big movies she had. She was Bad Boys, where she was Will Smith's um, wife. And there was another big... And, um, Bring It um, On. Bring It On. Bring It she On. Really, and yeah, she's Bad really Boys. known for Bring It On. Those were her main two roles, right? So the, these roles were from 1999. She was in um, Love and Basketball 2, but she was the mean girl. 1999 to like 2003. That was like... She was in time. a couple 90s After, movies of like... I think... Wasn't <clears> she in She's All That? I don't know if she was in She's All That. I think but, she but was like, in but like She's her All career, That. Or one career of those was like 99-98 to like 03. And then there was nothing really after that. Then it was then recently after she started. I don't want to say it's because of Dwayne Wade. But after the popularity of that relationship, that's when she got being Mary Jane. And there was a few little things. And then she was on that cop show of the two females being cops. But it was kind of oh, like with Jessica Alba. Like, yeah. And they canceled it because it was one of those like shoot them up cop shows where they're killing people. Yeah, and, and then she had that, that movie anymore. where she plays a single mom. I yes, can't remember yes, what yes. it's called for the life but, of me, but she like has to save her kids. But this this was the thing. So people were looking at it and they were saying like, Dwayne Wade obviously works harder. Dwayne Wade wasn't just a regular basketball player. He's Dwayne Wade's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Dwayne Wade was arguably one of the greatest basketball players, at least one of the greatest basketball players on the Miami team of the mm-hmm. Miami franchise. Dwayne Wade won championships. Dwayne Wade was teamed up with LeBron when they literally mm-hmm. had a dynasty, which made everybody else in the NBA then go and create dynasties. Dwayne Wade has a foundation where he has scholarships where he puts kids through schools from his hometown. Dwayne Wade, Dwayne Wade is now a reporter on 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 an on NBA show as well. Like there's just and it's like at the end of the day, it's just like Dwayne Wade is the biggest star. And I see what they're saying because it's like most people outside most people know who Gabrielle Union is who are black. Yeah. If you're and even people that grew up in the early two thousands who loved Bring It On because that was a huge movie back then. <laughs> yes it was. They those people are now in their thirties and forties. They might not know who Dwayne they might not know who Gabrielle Union is anymore. But everybody knows who Dwayne Wade is because he's one of those names that's synonymous with basketball, similar to how Jay-Z or Eminem is synonymous with hip-hop. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just one of those names. It's the first person you know. So it will literally be like Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, and you're going to get Dwayne Wade not, not too far down the line. Yeah. So And Dwayne Wade has more money than Gabrielle Union, 10 times more money than Gabrielle Union. Dwayne Wade never has to work again. Dwayne Wade had shoe deals and sponsorships that were multi-million dollar sponsorships. Dwayne had had contracts, a few of them, that were multi-million dollar contracts. While Gabrielle Union is working on TV shows, probably getting 200,000 to 800,000 a season, right? Or, or, Or between a few episodes. So in a way, I guess the argument was that like Dwayne Wade does work harder than Gabrielle Union, is a bigger star than Gabrielle Union. And then people brought up the argument about this was kind of salty, people brought up the argument about the fact that um 
when Dwayne Wade, when they were on a break, supposedly, and Dwayne Wade cheated and had the break, baby, Gabrielle Union took him back. And then people kind of went a bit darker in this conversation, and we were kind of discussing around the fact of, um, of like, Dwayne Wade is the catch. And I kind of see what they mean with, with, it, with it, right? And this was the conversation we were having. It was a, I had this in a few groups. But Dwayne mm-hmm. Wade is essentially the catch. Um, if Dwayne Wade was single right now, Dwayne Wade is the black, overly liberal, open-minded father, good-looking black male. He would have a lot of attention. Harvard tallies, Just, of course. Yeah. While while Gabrielle Union is the star who was popular when Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera was out. Gabrielle Union is like it's not the same. It's not. It's not even close to the same. And I guess people were saying that like. It doesn't have to be one-sided, right? It's okay yeah. to show love on either side. So I, I, I get, the, I get the perspective. Me personally, I don't know. Maybe because I'm not that invested into Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union or Same. celebrity lives like that as a whole. That I don't really care. I think the only time I really care about Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union is when they're talking about their son. Because I, I do find it very endearing the way that um. You that mean he their daughter? For his, yeah, I'm trying to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, you mean okay, their daughter, yeah. and not not right. not not shady baby, not not that one. <laughs> but I I do find it like nice the way he cares for his daughter. I do. Yeah, her, is it Zaya? I think her name is. I don't I don't fucking know. But but I do find it interesting the way he cares for her, he supports her. I find that endearing. I've yeah. never really seen yeah. um a black male publicly, I should say. Uh, do that. So I think that's going to set a new trend, and I think Dwayne Wade has a large influence, and I think that that's a good thing for the black yeah, community too. and for the LGBTQ yeah, community. Go ahead. Um, Gabrielle Union, I have against Gabrielle Union. I think Gabrielle Union is a very strong woman. I think she's very opinionated. I like her opinions. I don't think I ever disagreed with anything Gabrielle Union ever said publicly. Um, nothing against Gabrielle Union at all, yeah. actually. Um, I enjoyed Bring It On. I enjoyed... I enjoyed a lot of her movies actually when I was coming up. I think, um, I think is absolutely gorgeous. The joke was I remember always having this argument with people. We used to always have this argument about Gabrielle Union and like Sinai Lathan and Megan Good, and there was that like mid nineties black Sinai woman Lathan, who was beautiful. the hottest. I never thought Gabrielle. It's weird because I can look at Gabrielle Union and say she's beautiful. I think Megan Megan Good is beautiful too. But I never. I don't know. I don't know. Gabrielle Union never did it for me. But for all my other friends, it did. So I'm an outlier in this, right? For me, Gabrielle Union literally is ageless. She she looks like she hasn't aged since Bring It On. She still fits in the damn costume. (laughs) She she to me like when I look at Gabrielle Union, it's not about someone being like, oh my god, she's stunning. Gabrielle Union is literally just has like literally eternal youth, and she just looks she looks beautiful. She looks like she has absolutely no worries or cares in the world. And I just, I just think that she just looks great. The only other person who literally is ageist is like Pharrell. So, <laughs> like, and his dad, like him and his dad are vampires. I'm, I'm determined. Or they found the fountain of youth and went and dipped in it. But for me, I think that she's beautiful, just like I think Sanaa Lathan is beautiful and Megan Good. Yeah, but uh, honestly, I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't have an issue with Gabrielle or Dwayne. I don't so have an issue like, with her either. Mind you, mind you, I'm not saying I don't agree with the points that people are making online. I do agree with it. I think I'm just not passionate about it. Yeah, because I think you, that's the thing. So it's like you're it's not like invested, I agree with it, but, but I'm like, I'm like, you're no, not invested, invested relationship. but you're not, not invested like, in celebrity relationships. Don't get, don't get me wrong. I'm not invested in them either. But when <coughs> topics like this come up about what they're talking about, we obviously do talk about it. But it's not as if that we have some type of personal interest actually in what. Yeah, I think the main argument is. was that 
Gabriel Union should big him up to it. Yeah, I agree with that. But that's their relationship. Like it's hard exactly. for me to argue about stuff so. that goes on in people's houses. But no, it is what it is. True, true. But today, Timberland and Switz Beast versus. It's tonight, right? To be honest, they yeah. To be honest, they they had the original versus. It was on stage. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was on stage. Yeah, I don't think I didn't watch that one actually. I was um, asking but, you this earlier between the two. First, I asked you, who do you think is going to win? Then I said, but wait, who has the bigger catalog and better reach? I Those are still directed at you I'm to answer. Try, I, I, no, no, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I, I don't remember who won the first one. I didn't watch it. I don't remember. That kind of kicked off I didn't off even the know there thing, was a first one. I, I think that was before. Like, they did it, and then what they did became the idea of Versus. But I didn't, I didn't watch it, so... Um, but between the two, it's it's weird. It's iffy because okay, I'll say this. So I didn't yeah. chime in the first time this came up. So I'll say this. I think that and people people might disagree with me on this, and I know my boys might. So I'm ready for the argument if they want to have it. But I'll say this. I think that Timberland has the bigger and better catalog in music as a whole. I think it's not even an arguable argument. I Timbaland think Timberland so Timberland has hip hop, Timberland has R&B, Timberland has rock, Timberland has pop. Right? Yeah. Timberland has Nelly Furtado, he has One Republic, he has Justin Timberlake. Timberland Timberland has well TI has hip hop, but Timberland has the better catalog when it comes to music in general. Now, okay, yeah. the versus audience is who really determines this. The versus audience is mainly black people um, in America and in the diaspora who are mainly coming on to see hip hop, R&B, maybe dancehall. So they're not necessarily going to care about those songs. I doubt Timberland will even play a Nelly Furtado song. I doubt Timberland will play a One Republic song. I I just maybe a Justin Timberlake he might play that because it got a little soul to it, but I doubt he'll play any of the other songs. Like he just won't. So that's not even kind of in the catalog. If he does, I think Timberland, I think I I think Timberland knows his audience. So I don't think because other people who had music <clears throat> in those catalogs too, like Babyface and stuff, they didn't play yeah. those songs either. So I I can't see it now. With that being said, if we're narrowing it down to the hip hop catalog or the hip hop R and B S catalog, right? Yeah. See, this is the thing. This is the thing. I'm gonna start off and I'm gonna say Timberland, but it's gonna change. Watch how it's gonna change. Cause I'm looking at Timberland mm-hmm. and I'm saying, okay, Tweet, Magoo, Missy, Genuine, Aaliyah, Bubble Sparks here and there. Take it as you want it. Um, shoot. Um, oh my God. Oh my God. Who else was in that goddamn camp? I'm missing somebody else in the camp, but it's fine. But even outside of that camp, he has Jay-Z. He has Drake. He, that like the list, the the list is there. The list is good. And then the thing about it is Swiss Beats kind of came along a little bit after. Swiss Beats came in the game with DMX. So Swiss Beats, you got DMX. You got you got Rough Riders, you got that whole catalog, Eve, all of that, which those songs are bangers. Like the Rough Riders anthem, you just can't like stop, Yeah, no, it yeah stop, shut them down. Like it, it just like like I, I get it, I get it. I Everyone get it. those are anthems, those are all classic, anthems. Yeah. But but then Swiss beats later in his career, later in his career, he didn't do any good music for Alicia Keys. 
but he did a lot of good music with everybody else. He has songs with Drake. He has songs with T.I. He has songs with Jay-Z. He has songs with every single A-list hip-hop artist you can mention. Like, Drake's first studio album had that song Fancy that was made by Swiss Beats. Like, every single Drake album, every single Jay-Z album has a Swiss Beats song that is usually the club banger. So it's just, it's really hard. When we're talking about who has the better hip-hop catalog, it's hard because I would say I, I, I would say this. They both have hits. They both have undeniable hits. Agreed. They both have they both have top charting hits with every single A list hip hop act that you can think of yeah. from two thousand going forward. I would say that I think when it comes to the early catalog, I think I'm more of a fan of Timberland because I used to love that whole Timberland, Missy, Aaliyah Same. era. So I'm Same. a fan of that. I'm not saying I wasn't a DMX fan, but I'm not going to lie, I was more a fan of that. I think I wasn't as big of a DMX fan as most people. So I like Slippin', I like the Rough Riders anthem. There's one or two tracks here. I like it's going down, but I wasn't that big of a fan. So I'm going to say there. But yeah. then when we get to later in their career, oh my God, the songs he did for T.I., like basically every song that has like a repetitive jump beat in hip hop yes. and Swiss beats. So I, 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 it's, I honestly don't know. It can literally go either way. And usually when it comes to these versus battles, I always just say this person's going to kill it. There's nothing else to be on the table. I actually got another versus battle I'm going to discuss when I'm done this. But I usually will say that. There's nothing left on the table. Let's just... But this one, I honestly don't know. I honestly do not know. It should, be anybody could win how, it. it should be interesting to see how it plays out, just to see what songs they decide to play and how they medley it. It actually would be pretty cool. Because even if Swiss Beats wants to play the DMX tracks for the nostalgia, he could play the Aaliyah tracks for nostalgia. I honestly, I, th I think it, it depends on who, it depends on their selection. Yes, that's what I'm saying. It's going to be interesting to watch them play yeah. in medley music to see which songs of which artists that they actually are like, hey, like this is something. It's going to be mm. cool to see. Mm -hmm. Just because both both of them, Timbaland is iconic, obviously, but Swiss Beats is known for this. So it's just like, it's going to be interesting to actually see how it goes. And that's actually maybe a versus. I think I've only watched like three verses. I always see them and I just am never interested enough to watch for some reason. Sometimes I'll catch a bit of it. I think the last like I one barely I watched, watched the Ashanti. Ashanti. I, I barely that watched that. I only watched a little I bit. That. I don't know the attitude that was coming off of what's her face. I just wasn't about it. Keisha Cole. Yeah, I just wasn't there for it, and that turned me off. I don't like when people do that. I just had no interest, and I was like, yeah, okay, I'm done. <laughs> Keisha, Keisha Cole's. You, you could tell who was happy in life. Was it? Yeah, Ashanti living her best like, life. Ah. But I just wasn't. But, it's, um, that's one of the first I, one I think of. I watched the Brandy and Monica one, obviously. I actually didn't watch that one. I, I did watch that one. That was the first one that really caught I my eye. I didn't watch the SWV and um and Vogue because I knew who I saw was. a part of that one. So like I partially I partially I watched Keisha Cole and Ashanti. I partially watched the SWV and In Vogue one. I fully watched the Brandy and Monica one because I was like, yes. Hmm. Um I think I partly watched the um the I Isley Brothers see, one. I yeah, see, I only partially that. watched the Isley Brothers one. There's certain like I don't always tune in for all of them, but I Knowing me, this will air and I still won't watch it when it actually happens. I will most likely watch it after when it becomes live. Because you know how Verse, I think Apple bought Versus. So I will most likely yeah. just go onto the Versus channel and watch it there. Like afterwards. 
Yeah, man. Honestly, I think last time, did we talk about the fact that Bow Wow was going to do a versus against Lil Romeo? Did we talk about this? Or was it on the phone? No, we were having a conversation about it. No, we were having a conversation about it. And I was saying, but... we talk about it on here? No, we were talking on the phone. And I was saying that I didn't... To be honest with you, I don't remember any Romeo songs. I know enough Bow Wow songs. <laughs> Stupid. My, 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 they're not like, going to do it, but I think... No, I know, but, I but when, if they did... When this like, was coming out and it was Bow Wow and Lil Romeo, and the joke is Lil Romeo was the one that was saying it. He came to Bow Wow like, yo, we need to do a competition. I was like, Lil Romeo's stupid. So, I, mean, yeah, I don't know any of his songs. I think, I think, and this was the only thing I had to say about this, and I had to argue with somebody about this, but I was just saying like, okay, Lil Romeo, and this is it's a very hard thing to say, but Lil Romeo has the better career. Hear what I'm going to say, and I'm going to get to it, guys. Musically, Lil Romeo is not even in the same category as Bow Wow. Lil Romeo is not in the same category. When Bow Wow came out, Bow Wow's two years older than me. I was alive through the whole Bow Wow shit, and I was a kid, too. When Bow Wow came out, every song hit from that Bow Wow, Wow, you be all that. Every yeah. song hit. This guy did a thank you song with Jagged Edge. Every song hit. Like, Bow Wow was the reason why all of those other early 2000 acts got on. Because they were on the Bow Wow bandwagon. When Bow Wow went on tour, he brought on IMX with Marcus Houston. He brought on B2K with Omarion. He brought on Mario. He brought on, um, what was the other one? Pretty Ricky. He brought on Bobby Valentino. All those people. Even Chris Brown jumped off on the Bow Wow concert, opened up for Bow Wow. Bow Wow was huge. Bow Wow was literally... Like the black and zinc and backstreet boys in one. Bow Wow's <laughs> music career was so good. The guy went on to do Like Mike. Now people gotta understand. Before Like Mike, the only real basketball people used to rate was um Space Jam. Space Jam. Like Life came out like three Still years after Space Jam. It was about Michael Jordan, but he wasn't in it, and it hit. I remember watching Like Mike in school on like all the snow days. Like, and then after I would say yeah. after. Like, Mike, when he, when he got a bit older, when he had the freshest I'm is, and yeah. he was with Jazzy Jeff and all them, the songs were still hitting. And, and then, then Omarion left B2K, and they had songs together that were still hitting. It wasn't until, like, maybe, like, just before Drake came out that Bow Wow fell off. I would say, like, maybe 2007, around there, 7, 8, that's when Bow Wow started to fall off. And then he started to become a joke. Because but I think the issue of Bow was this. When Bow, Bow was Wow was famous from a really young age, man. Bow was huge. Put this way, Bow Wow is known in the households of everybody. He's a household name. Yeah. Who the fuck like Romeo is? And this is the difference. When Bow Wow came out, he was an A-level star right away. A-level star. He was on the same level as he was bigger than Aaron Carter. On the same level as the Backstreet Boys and Zing. He basically led. He led the. Bow Wow was like thirteen when he came out. Yeah, I was saying he came out really, really young, so he was famous for the majority of his life. (laughs) Bow was an A-level star. Then I think as time went on, especially when he got to that fresh as I'm is level, that's when he started to become a C-level star. I think Bow couldn't handle it. And that's when the antics came out. That's when he wanted to be on loving hip hop and growing up hip hop and all these reality shows and his exes were here and his baby mamas were here. And that was when he was doing all this fake stunting for the gram because he was trying to get back on the A-level status that he began with. And that's what made him like a joke on the internet. While little Romeo, little Romeo, technically has the more solid career. Lil Romeo musically was was trash. Lil Romeo had one song, it hit, 
And then he had two songs after that, and they were complete trash. I still don't know what songs you're talking like, about. You're saying that it hit, and I'm like, what song? I don't even is remember it? the songs. There was one <laughs> song, yeah, dribbling a basketball. He was talking about he's a little thug or something. Listen, the song I was don't okay. know. I can, I can admit. Two of the other songs were trash. I know none of his songs. I may have you know, heard you know, them. You, you know what the joke interest. is? I know Little Romeo more for being a, a Disney kid or a Nickelodeon yeah. kid, whichever one. Because yeah. when he came out and tried tried to do music, it crashed. One good song, the rest were trash. Then all of a sudden after that, he I think it was Disney or Nickelodeon, one of those. And he had the Little Romeo TV show. We were yeah, living okay, in the burbs, Master P no, was that I remember. And there. That I remember. He had his little white friend <laughs> next door. Yeah. And, and then after that, he would feature on different shows. So he was on Britney Spears' sister show, Zoe 101, and he was in that era. He would come into the different, See, I, different I knew Disney him for shows. That. I knew pair. him for being on TV, his own show, and then making guest appearances in other shows. So I knew him more as being like a child actor, to be honest. Exactly. Now, the reason why I'm saying Little Romeo has a more solid career is because Little Romeo never was an A-level star. Never in his fucking life. The, mo- the biggest thing Romeo ever had was the Teen Choice Awards. But Little Romeo came in as a B, C-level star. He was a C-level star in regular popularity. He was a B-level star in black popularity. But he came in and he stayed there. He carved out his own lane. He said, you know what? The music isn't working. I'm going to do the acting. He did the child shows. He had his own show. He featured on shows. And after that, when, when he got a bit older, he started, so he started doing those um, those little independent movies that T.I. would produce or his dad would produce, yeah. the little black comedies. Then he had that one Christmas um, black romantic movie. Then, then he, he was in a Tyler Perry like, movie, wasn't he? he was, he's been in, yes, like, like he's been he in one or two Tyler Perry movies at this point. He knew his lane. He knew his lane. He's he's now become like he's he's the sweet boy in all the movies. He knows his lane, and that's why I say that's actually he had a true. better career because he didn't try to be something he wasn't like Bow Wow. He wasn't trying yeah. to reach the fame. So no, he had no, a better career, right. but musically, right. musically Bow Wow would crush him. There's too there's too many songs, too many songs, too many hits. When I heard that, I was like, no. But now I heard it's gonna be Bow Wow and um Soldier Boy. And at first I was like, no. But then I'm like. I think Bow was a Yo, bigger star than Soldier Boy. I only know, I only know one Soldier Boy song. It's that one where you say his name. Yeah, the, the Soldier. Yeah, that's the only song. <laughs> that's the only song. And by the way, I only know the chorus. I, I, don't, know, I don't know anything else. Literally, that's all I can do, and I can do the dance. That's about it. I remember being in college and actually doing that dance, and I feel shame. I can do the dance. I don't know anything else. I only know the chorus. Sadly, I'll like. I feel like Bow Wow was a bigger star when he came out. I feel yeah. like Soldier Boy started the internet era rappers, which is what we have now. Mm-hmm. I feel like Bow Wow has a better music catalog to me. That's just me. I would. But I think so. Too. I think. I think that Soldier Boy has enough hits to actually challenge Bow Wow. Like that one TikTok song that goes on. She make it clap, clap, clap. That's Soldier Boy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Soulja, yeah, yeah, yeah. Soldier Boy has enough hits to it's actually. A Soldier Boy song. As a Soldier Boy, so I, don't I, know did, I don't know. I but didn't so, know that. <laughs> Soldier Boy has enough hits to actually go against Bow Wow, and we'll and, see. and I, I think that Soldier Boy's music is still kind of hitting now, while Bow Wow yeah. has it. So but Boy you never know. The Drake, the n- some of the nostalgia things. stuff could actually win out for Bow Wow. I no, no. I'm, I'm not saying Bow Wow's not going to win. I think. Yeah, Bow's no, still I know, win, I know, I know, I know. I'm but just I saying do that think it's going to be close. It's going to be interesting. Because be I was like, Lomo don't even got 20 tracks. <laughs> like, I don't want. <laughs> Bow ba- so, ba- at least has, like, over 10 tracks, I know. Yeah, obviously. But now that we're talking about interesting, I want to talk about something that uh, that happened in the UK because we all know that for some reason I like talking about this. But actually, before we do that, we have to talk about the NHL song. 
Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know if the name if it's actually Bia or Bia. Like I don't know if I'm supposed to read out the I letters. Bia. I, I I don't know. I think it's Bia. But there's an artist named Bia. She was on Growing Up Hip Hop, which is the show with Bow Wow and Russell Simmons' kids, and Lil Romeo was on that too. And they're all. I don't watch those things, so I have no idea what you're talking about. If she's on Growing Up Hip Hop, then that means that one of her parents is probably somebody famous, and I have no clue. But I've never heard of this artist. Her name is Bia. Um, the NHL basically her song is now being promoted in the NHL playoffs, so it's going to be played in round one of the NHL playoffs. Um, mm-hmm. So if you're an NHL fan, if you're watching those games, uh, if you're tuning into those games, you're definitely going to hear that as the theme music for the first round. I think second round as well, and I think she's the first black artist and the first hip hop esque artist to be in that position. So that's good, man. If the NHL, it's a song called Skate. I think the song was originally about like a bunch of women um in kind of like spring breaker style brandishing mm-hmm. weapons like running down the street making a standpoint um but i think they kind of tweaked a little bit of the lyrics and stuff like that and yeah it's about hockey and i'm happy for her man that, that's, so a, that's she's, a large she's bag. signed to pharrell's i am other record label because i looked her up because i wanted to see um so that's actually pretty you said she was on growing up hip-hop but i don't see who she's related to because i don't watch that show she could have been a friend then. It's usually for the kids that have parents in hip hop. But yeah, so she signed to Pharrell's label and she's a Puerto Rican and Italian descent. Still good for her. Still good no, for her. No, it's awesome, awesome. Good for her. She's, a, for her. she's been apparently been featured on some songs. Unfortunately, I don't know them because I don't listen to this. But she seems to have, she seems to be doing pretty well for herself, especially getting this. So that's actually pretty cool. That's huge. Oh, That's huge! What is it? So she actually, she actually had a viral video on TikTok. That also helps. Everyone knows now. If you're on TikTok and you have a song that becomes popular, people start doing all those challenges. She apparently had a viral song, and that also helped her chart like to become known. So that's actually pretty cool too. Oh, so she didn't get discovered on TikTok, but her song has been used in TikTok videos. So. It says on here, following a viral success on the social media platform TikTok, the song served her rhythmic radio. So she had a song that came out that was called Whole Lot of Money. And apparently that song started getting used on TikTok. So it went viral to that. And that's how people found out who she was. So yeah. That's actually been happening a lot. A lot of um a lot of people on TikTok are finding songs that are really interesting. And if they find it, they use it. And then all of a sudden it goes viral. And then people are like, yo, who's the artist? And that's how so that is pretty much what happened for her. Good for her though. Okay. It says the only TV show that she was on was Sisterhood of Hip Hop from 2014 that's to 2015. That's it. That's it. Okay, sorry. Sisterhood of Hip Hop. I'm sorry. Yeah. So that, that no, I just want to look her up to actually talk about it. But honestly, I used to watch hockey all the time. I don't so much anymore. I actually, like I said earlier, I watch hockey only at the playoffs. And most of the time after round like one or two, the Leafs are out. So <laughs> I was so. never a hockey fan. What I used to do is in the morning my brother would have it on uh the, the recaps i would watch the fights <clears throat> yeah I I was in the tide those, are, those are always the, the highlights fights. of hockey are the fights here's the thing i can fights. skate like i can skate and i can rollerblade really well but i cannot skate hold a hockey stick and maneuver a puck at the same time i've tried i cannot do it i feel like it takes I... really really great hand-eye coordination and skill to be able to do that because <laughs> i can't i've tried i i can skate i haven't skated in years but yeah, I I don't know I don't know if I can find skates my size, but if I could, I'd probably hold a wall for a minute. But I I could skate. I can't rollerblade though. 
Oh, rollerblading. I can rollerblade roller and I can roller skate. So you, as in, if you guys know what roller skates are, the one with the four wheels, I can actually still do that. And I can rollerblade because I own both. <laughs> I'm that person who actually owns them. Still can do it. Still have skills. I gotta find. If Don't know if they're as sharp. Size, I, they're not as sharp as when I was a 14. kid, but. If anyone knows size like 14, size skates. 14 skates or size 14 rollerblades, let me know. Yo, any, anyone out there who's listening, <laughs> if you guys know where you can, where, where he can find size 14 skates for skating, ice skating, and rollerblades, let us know, please. Because I want to teach him how to rollerblade. <laughs> yeah, well, I can learn to rollerblades, though. I like it. I think but be nice, though. I want to go back to, the, to what I was talking about from the UK. So, all women's gyms. I don't see an issue with women having their own gyms. I don't. I understand why women would potentially want to have all women's gyms. I, I get it. But there was this uh, commotion that happened not only on, it happened on TikTok and it also happened like on Instagram. So it became a whole kind of uh, little controversy as to why. So this girl who on Instagram goes, move with Tara, she's from London and she was writing about it. And so she said a lot of comments that have been thrown around here come down to men believing there is a double standard for women. They, cool. They're saying they want male attention, but only on their terms, not at the gym, but at the bar where they can get free drinks, not on the street. Hold on. Not on the street, but on a bikini photo on Instagram. And then it goes on. If you don't go any deeper than that, I actually kind of get it. It feels like women are basically exploiting men and creating a world that only suits our own needs. But, LOL, obviously, it runs much deeper than that. We're sick of being sexualized on men's terms, sick of, being able to, sick of not being able to decide when we're viewed as sexy or not, even looked at at all, sick of not being taken seriously when we want to, when we want to be because all of some men's view view us as objects for their desire. It's fucking exhausting. These men feel that they are tipping the world upside down to give us the unfair advantage, but we're not. We just want to have as much say in when we're viewed as sexual as they do. Regaining safe spaces where we can be away from male onlookers is important because it enables us to work on ourselves and to be ourselves without having to worry about what men around us will do or could do, which, by the way, is usually more serious than what a woman can do to a man. This literally doesn't affect men. Co-ed gyms will still exist. We are not canceling them. And then she says, all we want is the option to have a safe space. And for my, for my guy coming back saying, we'd be pissed off if someone created a male-only gym. Mate, be my fucking guest. Watch absolutely nobody kick off because we do not give a fuck. But a male-only boardroom, we care. A male-only classroom for bright students, we care. Imagine squabbling over a fucking woman-only gym when there are more CEOs named John than there are female CEOs in the world. I'm on a bit of a tangent, I know, but there is no, there is so much to say. And then she stops. So ultimately what she's trying to say is that having a safe space for um, females to be able to go work out and not worry about the male gaze is what she's ultimately talking about. Now the comments get a little bit weird because this article ended up in The Independent where men, where the, the, the title of the article is, men are complaining about all-female gym that went viral on TikTok. So there was an all-female gym that was shown on TikTok and men got upset that women had their own gym. Think about that for a second. They got upset that there was an all-female gym. Then it gets better. So this part, 
So one person goes, the fact, so this is, this is some of the comments. So it goes, the fact that men are opposed to this, how does women having their own gym affect you? That's one comment. Then another person, another woman comments, not the men mad because we found a place where they can't harass us anymore. And then this person says, y'all be like, this is segregation. Have y'all ever seen public bathrooms? So women are commenting, but then the comments start to get a little bit deep where men, like one person decides to kind of be a little bit of saying, I identify as a girl, so can I get in? They're a guy, by the way. Girls and guys should not be separated, says one guy. Another guy goes, didn't you want equality? Right, it's only when it benefits you. Then another person said, another guy says, imagine if this was the other way around. LMAO, they'd be crying. I'm not done. Then there's this guy. This is kind of sad and disgusting that segregation must be seen as a solution to problems to that militant fem feminist produce through stoking fear and hatred of men. The idea that women are less judgmental of other women than men is delusional. And you only need to spend five minutes talking to any woman who went to a private all-girls school to know this. Besides, you look at gym where you besides you look at gym wear for women and half of them choose sexy over support as they spend so much time taking photos in the mirror and not exercising. This is what a guy is saying. Okay. Do do you want my opinion on this shit? So I'm not done. Oh, okay. So I read I read these comments, right? And I'm like, so you're upset that women who are continuously perpetrated against, regardless of what they are wearing, and I always say this, what a woman is wearing should not dictate how she should be treated by males or society. And you want to justify that you're saying that we're creating segregation. It's like, no, we want a space where we can go and lift weights or be in a gym and not have a man stand behind us and leer at us from a mirror because the fact that we're on the squat rack. We don't want a guy to come up behind us and say, hey, it looks like you need some help with that. We don't want another guy to just stare and ogle you. There, there have been instances where this has happened. I'm going to use a story of my own. I was at the gym. I, re I rarely ever went to the gym. I was there with somebody. It was there with another girl and we were working out. And I was in a different section of the gym. So I was near uh, the squat rack. And, you know, I was very excited. I was like, yeah, let's do this. And as I was doing it, this one guy kept standing in the view of the mirror behind me. Now, he had been working out previously, but he was directly standing near me. So he was off center of me, but I could still see him behind me. And every time I went down to actually squat, his head would follow and he'd come back up. Eventually, I stopped doing the workout because I was like, after like three, four times, I was like, do I, can I help you with something? And he was like, oh, he's like, you could use a little bit of help. And I said, no, I'm good. Leave me alone. He didn't take the hint. He then came back again as I moved to a completely different machine and he kept staring at me trying to like instigate something to happen. The worst part about it was the fact that regardless of me saying to him, I don't want your help, leave me alone. He just like stood there smirking at me. And then he had the audacity to then talk about what I was wearing, telling me I came dressed a certain way. So what did I expect? Let me describe the outfit to you. Okay. I am wearing high-waisted black leggings. I'm wearing a sports bra with a sport top that is long sleeve over top. The leggings are so high-waisted, you can't even see my belly button. And the top I was wearing is not classified as a crop. It was a long crop, so it actually hit over the top of the leggings. My arms are covered. My whole body was covered. But you want to talk about my outfit to me. 
I never, I never stepped foot in a gym again after that. I was so disgusted. He wouldn't leave me alone. He thought it was funny. So when I see something like this about an all, all-female gym where women are like, well, we just want to save space. We don't have to worry about being hurt or being harassed. I don't see a problem with it. The crazy thing is that the flip side is men saying that, didn't we, especially that one guy, didn't you want equality? So equality means that I have to allow you to, to literally ogle me, say comments to me because I want equality? Does he understand what the basis of equality is? <coughs> Things like this frustrate me just because I don't, I don't get it. And they always try to use the excuses of, oh, all they do is take selfies in the gym. You know how many guys take selfies and themselves flexing in a gym when they're sweaty because they're a thirst trap or they're trying to be a thirst trap? So it's okay for men to do it, but it's different when women do it. You shouldn't be, you shouldn't actually be nervous or scared to go to a gym as a woman because you know that there's going to be one guy who just doesn't take the hint. I've experienced that and had to tell him off and file a complaint, which led to nowhere. And so what, how does that benefit me? Why, why, why is this such a problem? Why is this a problem? I do not get it. And that's why they're saying, if you guys want to have all male gyms, go right ahead. It's not going to change co-ed gyms from existing. It's just that there are some women who have, who, who feel more comfortable to work out amongst other women or some women who have been harassed to the point where they're like, listen, I can't deal with this anymore. You like how nobody actually wants to talk about the fact that it's the correction of the behavior of how women, of how men view women and how they should actually respect them and treat them more. It's, oh, you want to be away from us. It's like, yeah, because you guys are harassing me. Well, you shouldn't wear those tights then. Why would I wear dictate how you treat me? Okay. <clears throat> you, want, you want my opinion on it? Go ahead. Okay. okay. <laughs> First of all. I'll set your mind at ease and let you know that I agree with you on everything you said, so stand there. Um, listen. Um, our society does this a lot. Instead of... They do this with two things. They do this with masculinity and they do this with whiteness. Instead of correcting whiteness and correcting masculinity... They mm-hmm. go to the victims of whiteness and the victims of masculinity and they tell them, they give them coping mechanisms to find a way to deal with it. They give them ways to find a way to survive it, to find a way to get around it, to find a way to outlive it. Instead of just going and teaching white people at a young age, or people at a young age not to be racist, or instead of going and just teaching men at a young age, like we said before, in a social study class, not mm-hmm. to abuse women or whatever the case is. We can go on this for hours. But yes. Yeah. So we're at another point where we are, again, living in a society that teaches women how to avoid being raped, but doesn't teach men how to not rape, right? We're at that point again, basically. And it's not all men, obviously. I'm exaggerating that and point a little bit. being taught how to avoid doesn't stop it from happening. You could literally be covered head to toe and somebody will still think that you're doing no, something No, no, no. I was, I was just saying this the second point. No, no, I'm saying to I'm agreeing with I'm you, not, but it's also sad because being taught, that, teaching you not, like, it's like, it doesn't yes. matter. We think it helps, now, but it actually doesn't. No, well, it does. We just don't implement teaching men not to do this, right? We no. We I mean about teaching women behavior. how not to be like wear this clothing. We it ha- we women do it. I do it, but it doesn't actually stop men from perpetrating. 
what I'm agreeing with your point. I'm just saying that regardless. Yeah, no, no, I agree with you. I agree with you. I agree with you. And we shouldn't be teaching women what to wear, what not to wear. We should be teaching men to control their sexual urges. But we don't do that. So, but but the point is, so so we're here. We're here. They want to create a female only gym. They've had these before. My mom went. My mom used to go to a gym called Mademoiselle when I was like in middle school, like grade six, seven. So they they've had female gyms before. This is not something new. What part of the states is this? It doesn't even matter. I don't even want to know. It's not the states. It's in the UK. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. But Remember, they, I, I, do, they, do they not have female gyms in the UK? Is that what this is? I, it doesn't seem they like they're not. very popular. There okay, might be okay, something okay, that's okay. happening now, but even okay. though they don't have so, them, that shouldn't be. This shouldn't be such a big deal. So no, 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 no. I, I, I get it. I get it. So I, I really don't see the issue with it. Um, if females want a gym for their own safety and comfortability. Again, that speaks to the fact that men make them unsafe and uncomfortable. So if we fix the fact that men are not making them unsafe and uncomfortable, then we wouldn't need female gyms. But because this is what's out there, we need female gyms. Plain and simple, done. Um, There's female gyms in America and Canada and North America in general. I don't see why they wouldn't have them in the UK. I don't see the general issue. I know the UK is more fluid with their sexuality, so maybe they don't feel the need for it. But then... No, that's more Europe. The UK is more like us. Europe is more fluid with their sexuality. But um, yeah, going going forth, um, I don't know. I don't really see the issue that these guys are presenting. They're saying that these women don't go to the gym to work out. They just take pictures. I'm not saying it's not true, but as you said, men do the same thing. So there's Certainly. a lot of truth in that, but men do the same thing. They're saying that women only want attention on their terms. That's true, but so does everybody. Most people want attention on their terms, attention not on their terms. So, like, I don't understand the argument in that. Um, they're saying that women, some, something about women and equality and women don't really want equality. Saying I that didn't, this, didn't you want equality? And it's like, what does that have to yeah, do with this yes, conversation? Yes, yes, yes. So, so I, I get the ignorant argument if I'm playing devil's advocate. Like, I've said this many times, that women hate equality. Sorry, women hate patriarchy but love all the parts that benefit them. So they want equality when it fits them. I've said this many times, but at the same standpoint, I'm saying this when it comes to like finances and a relationship and a man having to be not only the breadwinner, but the sole provider in your Mm -hmm. life. And you're going from daddy to man. I'm not saying this when it comes to sexual safety and women being able to work out without feeling harassed. That's just a whole different topic in itself. So I'm not stating that point either. I just think it's, I don't get the point of this. Like, are these men thinking that all women are going to leave and there's going to be no women at the gym? Because does that mean that you're going to the gym strictly for women? I thought you were going to the gym to work out. This is why home gyms have become more popular because women don't want to go to the gym. And there's a lot of, a lot of people don't want to go to the gym. A lot of people don't want to be in front of other people working out, showering in front of them. A lot of people don't want to pay the cost. So it's like, and women especially don't want to be at the gym. So like, this is why home gyms have worked out. This is why personal trainers have worked out that come to your house personally. All these things have a purpose, right? I just, I don't know. I don't really see, it seems like a bunch of virgins. It seems like a bunch of niggas that don't get pussy who are online arguing about this. Like, I can't see any reasonable man who's not some like alpha male douchebag stereotype you know what i mean type of yeah. type of caveman really arguing this point here like i just i just they want their own it just doesn't their own exactly like, oh, it doesn't make any sense there's the only one comment that i didn't add in was actually from this one guy who it was obvious that he's an incel we've talked about incels on here before about a male who some 
incels are normally classified as males who either not naturally or generally classified as attractive or they have like awkward personalities and it's offsetting to women so you can still be like okay looking like most men but then they can have a really awkward personality but then the way that they are with women is that if they show interest in you that you are as a woman you are it's mandatory for you to give it back to them so they have like this oh, idea okay. that if they want your body that that's, you have to give it to them that sounds that's like an most incel is someone men. so one girl did say that you one woman commented back to someone and said, you poor little incel, because she pretty much was saying to him, "You're." he's trying to justify his behavior, saying that women ask for it, and if I show interest, you're supposed to give it to me. It's like, no, I don't have to do that. So it's also that conversation, because there are some... You know you, you know, you know, what the joke is? And I brought this what? up to you, because this, this literally just sounds like self-entitled ugly men. And this sounds... These people are literally comparable to the woman that we spoke about in an earlier episode, when I was saying about how there's this whole culture of these women who their idea was they wanted to be married to this extremely good looking guy who was six foot tall, diesel, oh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. six figure job, washboard abs, cooked clean, did everything, was subservient to them every night and day, rubbed their feet at night and played smooth jazz and Kenny G and shit. And if they can't get that, despite what these women may look like, it's somehow men's fault or it's somehow society's yeah, fault. I remember we talked about this. or men have failed them. And this is why Kevin Samuels got so popular because he was just telling them the truth. Like, you're, you're five, two, four, four hundred pounds. Why do you think you're going to get this guy who works out every day if you don't work out? You you don't have an education. Why are you going to get this guy that's education? You don't make any money. Why are you going to get this guy who makes money? You have kids and this guy doesn't. So it's like these type of men who are self-entitled like this, who mm-hmm. feel like and I've I've met men like this who who look like whatever but feel like I should have this model and the only reason why they're virgins or not getting pussy is because their standard is way above themselves. I've met men like this. I feel like they deserve these women. Like these women and these men have the same self entitlement. Would they they think that they deserve the best society has to offer, whether it's looks wise, financial wise, whatever, but they don't have any of the attributes, but they feel like they're self entitled to this. And if they don't get it, then they're going to complain. The, the only difference is most women like this will just create blogs and complain online and have other women in their 20s agree with them because they're single and bitter. But then once they get married, they're on their own. And there's women in their 30s who might agree with them because they're still in the same boat. While most men who think like this end up being shooters and going and killing a bunch of women in a woman's only gym. I think that's the yeah. only difference. Honestly, the the whole conversation when I saw it, I just was like, "Are you serious? Like this is this is really what's happening right now? Like this is your biggest concern?" Because, like you said, why are you so upset that women want their own space where they can feel safe? Is it because you only go to the gym to hit on these women and make them uncomfortable? Because I thought a gym was meant for you to go work out. Yeah. If, if the only reason that you're mad is because you're going to have less access to women, that is more concerning. Like that's messed up. But. Anywho, but you know what? It's still it's still good outside. I might take a I was, walk with my niece. After. I was gonna say go that hmm? Ellen DeGeneres, her time slot is not being given to Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, so I heard about this. Um, so they're saying that Kelly Clarkson may be taking over the show. Now, there's a little facts on this. Kelly Clarkson has her own show 
Yeah, for a she's, while she's now, just getting the time slot. So Ellen is just going completely yes. off the air, and they're shifting Kelly Clarkson's show into the but time slot. Every everybody assumed that it was going to be um, Tiffany Haddish because she was filling in for Ellen for a few episodes. But yes. now, that, but 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 the thing, thing is though, thing is though, nobody can take over the Ellen DeGeneres show because it's the Ellen DeGeneres show. Right. You have to be Ellen DeGeneres to take it over. But I think what they're doing is whoever takes the time slot becomes Ellen DeGeneres. So everybody thought that the Ellen DeGeneres show was going to flip into the Tiffany Haddish show. But it seems like it's gonna be the Kelly Clarkson show, and apparently she has know, really not, good ratings. I've never, I've yeah, only seen one episode. I've never watched it. I've only seen one episode, and never I love. I think it. Kelly Clarkson has a beautiful voice. So the fact that she opens up her show singing, I absolutely love. And she doesn't always sing her own music, yeah. by the way. She just covers of like every song that you can think of. And so it's actually quite nice to see. Like it's cool to be. Her show was very like wholesome, very family, mm. very like fun. And I think that's She's why they're that's kind exactly. Of and I think that's why her show is being put there because they're like, you know what? She's like that family friendly content. I, yeah, I I honestly don't feel like I feel like it's a good fit because Ellen was very family fun. I'm not going yeah. to, you know, hurt anybody or abuse yeah. anybody. I'm just gonna stay in, at least not on the show. And I'm gonna stay in my lane. And then Kelly Clarkson kind of has that same wholesome country girl vibe. As you yep. said, she's been able to mix her talents, right? Talk show and singing into one. Um, from what I understand, the show has good ratings. I don't, I don't really watch the show. I don't watch daytime shows. I've only, I've only seen a few but, episodes, but as usual, I only ever see when she sings. That's my favorite part. But, like, I, I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's a bad thing. To be honest, when I heard that um, Tiffany Haddish was going to do it, I was kind of reluctant about it because Tiffany Haddish does the um, the kid one, not Are You Smart? Okay, what's it called? Kids say the darndest things. Kids say the darndest things, and I think that was perfect with Tiffany Haddish because because she's able to make herself very childlike with her jokes, and she's able mm-hmm. to do that type of humor, and I think that fits perfect. But I also think that Tiffany Haddish is on her way to be a big comedic comedic movie star. Similar to what Eddie Murphy was in the late 90s, early 2000s, what Kevin Hart is now, what Mike Epps was 10 years ago, what Cat Williams was 10 years ago. So I think that I don't think that she should go and do daytime television. Not now. I think if it was later in her career, yeah. You got to remember, Ellen Ellen may look 30-something. Ellen's 70-something. Ellen waited until she was at the end of her career to do that. I don't. I didn't think Tiffany's doing. It. Tiffany was just getting. I think the Tiffany proved in. that she can do I daytime TV from she, doing kids no, say the darndest things to, to filling but in. I, I think that she's proven she can do it. But maybe you are right. Maybe she she shouldn't be doing I it now because she's doing so many projects. Yeah, I was like, that's something you do at the end of your career, and I didn't want Tiffany to do it because I thought that Tiffany can go on and keep making great comedic movies, whether they're female driven or not. She has one on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I had to call bad trip i gotta watch it but she can keep making these great movies and she can make millions hundreds of millions i don't think she can't make the same thing from the daytime but i'm like you're just like she she just got her foot in the door so yeah, i, I didn't get right. i didn't get why transition but like yeah, you know, you're I'm, right, I'm happy right. for kelly clarkson though i'm happy for kelly clarkson no i'm happy for her too clarkson it's gonna be really good you so i don't okay i don't know a lot about this but j cole resigns from what did he resign from? The Rwanda Patriots. So he was he was with the African Basketball League. So basically, okay. um, I think we talked about this before. I'm not sure we did. So um, there's an African Basketball League that started um, basically because, well, David Stern a long time ago tried to make the NBA international by reaching out to Europe, the mm-hmm. Yugoslavia. He reached out to, to, to South America. Mm-hmm. And then he started reaching out to Asia with Yao Ming. And then he reached out to Africa. And right. this has been happening for the past 10 years. You've had great players who have come in from Africa. Um, 
and now the NBA is look. I don't know if the NBA is look. I don't know if the NBA is opening it. So I don't want to say that. But now there's an African basketball league, similar to how they have the OHL for the NBA, right? Whatever the case. Sorry, sorry. The OHL for the NHL. For the sorry. NHL, yeah. But it's basically a feeder league, right? And each country, or I think almost each country, has their own team. And to start it off, Jake Cole actually signed on to play with the Rwanda Patriots. I think he actually did do a tryout and he made it. Jake Cole got into St. John's University um, playing basketball, so he had a scholarship back in the day, so he is good. He's played on, um, I think he's played on either one or two NBA All-Star weekends um, on the Saturday. They'll usually have that with the celebrities in there as well. Um, so he's notable to do it. Uh, so now, from what I heard... Well, I think his, well, okay, from what I heard of two stories, from what I heard, okay. a lot of the players were mad because they were looking at it like we've worked our whole lives to have this opportunity and J. Cole's taking up someone's spot. But then at the same okay. time, J. Cole was just there to promote the league, to promote it to an American audience, right? And then obviously, I, I think Charlemagne and other people were saying they want to start jerseys to really promote, people start watching it, which is similar to what we were saying a couple of weeks ago about what women should start doing to the WNBA. Yes. Get a famous woman to kind of push it. Yeah, promote so it to push it. it. Yeah. Now, I don't know if J. Cole left because he felt like, yo, I did what I had to do. My album is now out. It's doing very well. Let me go promote the album and do my tour because the album did just drop. I think it dropped the same week. Or I don't know if J. Cole just had the pressure from all the players who were saying, yo, there's somebody in my hometown who was good, would have loved this opportunity, which I understand the argument as well, but J. Cole mm -hmm. is promoting the league to get a big double argument. I don't know which one it is, but yeah, he's um, chose to resign from the Rwanda Interesting. Patriots, who's no longer in the league. I didn't even, I didn't even know that J. Cole played basketball. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, I didn't, I actually didn't even know he went to school, like on a scholarship. So you said to play ball or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's actually really interesting. So he actually has some form of talent, but him promoting it, I guess, is what helped move it. But I get why he would resign if it's if if it is true that people are coming at him saying, "Well, we've worked so hard and you didn't really have to." I get it, but the it seems as if that him being on it and promoting it actually helped it. Yeah, so I just they kind of it's kind of like a win win. Like I get why he's leaving if that's yeah. the case. But I don't yeah. really see why people are. If, that, that's actually quite my, interesting. I didn't you, know that. Mind you, he's he's gave it. He's he's made it notable enough. People are talking about it. Outside yeah, the, it ha, it has the traction because now so he served his purpose. Yeah, so I'm saying it has the traction. People are talking about it. It's obviously available on some form of media, which means that it's going to continue to have that. So he's done, I guess, a partially good thing. Yeah, so if he wants so. to leave, it's fine. I don't think no one, no one's gonna get at J Cole for that. Man. Exactly. I'm right now. I'm here for J Cole. He did what he was supposed to do. If it is because of the players, I can understand the argument. I yeah. think in a way, it's like shooting yourself in the foot. It's like that meme where the person's <laughs> trying to cut the board, but he's gonna fall too. But yeah, at the end of the day, I don't think J Cole can promote it any more than what he's already done. So yeah, he kind of has done what yeah, he's but, needed to, and he's stepping back. Yeah, which totally man. Makes sense. And his album's now out, doing very well. He's got a tour. It's society's getting back into full swing. Mm -hmm. I think in his mind, he was like, I can't tour the album anyways covid so but you know what he did what he had to do i'm not mad exactly I'm, you know I'm who didn't know what they needed to do central park karen you know what she needed to do she just needed to leave everyone alone she didn't do what she needed to do this clap this clap she didn't we need to start having a segment like clap for the week clap be hilarious because i know i know i know <laughs> cool radio cool radio has um wangster of the week and um um sneaker source they have their own version too. I see. I was watching the episode. They have their own version. I'm like, look at all you guys copy a donkey of the day, and I'm the one to introduce it to donkey of the day. Good, good for well, me. Well, look at you being a trendsetter. 
But if well, you, I feel, okay. I feel like I should do clap for the month. I, for, I'm just, I'm just start doing for it. all y'all who don't remember, clap. I know. For I'm all y'all who don't remember who Central Park Karen is, she is the white woman who called the police on the bird watcher. I can't remember his name right now. They actually have the same last name, I believe. Um, he is a black male. She called the police on him and made like this whole thing where she lied that he had done something to her. It was a whole fiasco. He did not press charges against this woman, but her company that she worked for uh, pretty much said that she violated their code of conduct. Ultimately, what she did by lying to the police and causing this, that they actually fired her from her job. She is now suing her bosses for firing her for that offense. Like, she lied. She called the police and and tried to file a false police report. She lied. And her company was like, that goes against our code of conduct and standards and what you did, which is means to have you fired. How can you be suing? She's an idiot. Before I jump in and disrespect this woman, I actually want to announce our new segment. I'm going to have clap of the week. (laughs) Listen, we don't have any segments on here. We can have a segment. I know some people, okay, I think fine. on the Billion Idiots, they have church announcements or some other bullshit. We don't have those yet. But okay. I like Clap for the Week, okay? I'm doing this right now on June 30th, it is. It's the first Clap of the Week. Should have been a May clap 30th, of the not June 30th. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> clap for the Week. I forget this woman's goddamn name. Amy and I'm... No. Amy Cooper. Amy Cooper. <laughs> Clap for the week, Amy Cooper. Let's go. Let's go. So Amy Cooper first came about. She came about, I think it was literally, oh, I'm forgetting names now. It was right before the um, the choking of, um, oh, my God, George on his Floyd. neck. It was right before the choking George of George Floyd because it was, it was literally right before it. It was like the inciting incident. Amy Schumer was the Canadian woman Amy who Cooper. was in... Um, Amy Cooper, sorry. <laughs> so similar, sorry. Amy Cooper was the Canadian woman who was in Central Park in New York, and there was a black man, Harvard graduate, bird watcher, and he was watching his birds, and Amy Cooper felt threatened, and on a video recording that he was recording, said if you... No, he told her that she needs to leash the dog, and she yes. felt like, who are you as a black man to tell me I need to leash my dog, and then decided to tell him on the video recording that I will call the cops and tell them that an African-American continued to call the cops as she was choking out her little dog to tell them an African-American man is harassing her. This was the inciting incident. And then George Floyd took it over the top. Um, we talked about this a year ago, two years ago, whenever she that made was. It seem as if yeah, he was attacking her when in reality, that. that's not what happened. Cause he well, reported the, the whole thing. Yes. Yes. Beautifully. And there's a lot of people who have gone to jail and been killed for stuff like that. So beautifully. And then after that, the least she had to do was she got fired from her job because she lied in the video. And listen, people got to understand, free speech is free speech. But the job that you represent is allowed to fire you if you, as a person, do something stupid and they feel like represents them as a company. She worked at the job. You falsely accused a black man of harassing you. It's on television. It's on CNN. It's being patriot across the world then you have george floyd come right after that with all of the international protests and then everybody's still looking at the amy cooper video because that was the inciting incident that was what lit it up first so both of those are going hand in hand whatever job you work at even if it's a little community place they're allowed to say yo we don't want you here. you're giving us bad business and they're allowed to and do they that. and the thing you're is too, they, the they cited their actual like code of conduct. They were like, no, this goes completely against I'm, I'm it. And that you. is, so, and that so gives they, them the right to do this for her to turn around, and try and fire yeah, them for so wrongful dismissals. is stupid. They, they, they decided to fire you. Take your L's move forward. You're done. 
you're done. And you know what the joke is? We were mad because the black man himself, he decided to charges. let all the charges because he thought that she had enough when it came to the media ridicule. Me and you were mad at it because our perspective back then was that people are going to keep doing this and they've yep. been doing this. And if we keep letting the Karens go and people go, we're not setting any precedent. And you had the chance to set a precedent. I understand you not wanting the attention. You're a regular guy. You just want a regular life. You didn't ask for this. But why did you film it then, right? Well, you filmed yeah. it for your own safety, but you obviously posted it online as well. So yep. And that was the argument I had with him. You filmed it for your own safety, understandable, but then you posted it. So you wanted the attention. Then you got it. And now you felt bad. And there's a whole other concept with that. But I'm not going to jump into it. But she is a claff. And now she's yep. trying to sue her job. Be- sue her job because she's saying that they fired her for racial discrimination. They did. It's a fact. You literally she's trying to say that they wrongfully, they wrongfully dismissed her. Yeah. No, but that's what I'm saying. You're saying you were wrongfully dismissed for racial discrimination. Racial discrimination is the idea of discriminating against somebody based off their race. You calling the cops and creating a narrative that this black man is attacking you and your dog because of the fact that he easily told you just to put a leash on the dog so the dog ain't running around the park while he watches the birds. You thought that that was so disrespectful that you put this man's in life in danger because you're aware of what's going on in America. And you call the cops to falsely accuse him of doing something he didn't do, something that black people have died for generations over and been put in jail for, especially if they can't prove it. And you got caught. If that's not racial discrimination, I don't know what is. And now you want to sue them. Yep. Clap. Isn't it? Clap. So now that we're doing clap of the week, here's another one for you. So Spain's state-owned postal service decided to release a set of four equality stamps to help fight against racial discrimination. They failed horribly horribly so it is said that pretty pretty much what they did they're being accused of damaging and being counterproductive an approach to equality after issuing these stamps because they have so the way that they did the stamps the palest stamp is actually worth the most money and the darkest stamp is worth the least so the palest stamp is a is one pound 60 well one euro 60 the one that is slightly darker is 150 the brown toned one is 80 cents and the black one is 70 euro 70 cents euro and they thought they thought that this was an initiative and a collaboration with the it was a collaboration with the National SOS Racissimo Federation, which had been launched on the first anniversary of the murder of George Floyd. And they released stamps that literally say that if you are light, you are worth more, and if you are dark, you're worth less. Completely okay. counterproductive. And, it, and they just did they, and, and the th- crazy thing was they released it and it was met with the swift swiftest of online criticism from a bunch of anti-racism activists. It was insane how fast people were like, what is this? And I don't know if the stamps actually are still in circulation or if they pulled them. That part I don't know because they're saying a lot of people. So I can't pronounce this person's name. Their name is Atunimi Tosije, and I feel like I'm saying that completely wrong, is a historian who is a chair of the government council for the elimination of racial or ethnic discrimination and said the campaign that is most infuriates them is those trying to defend it always make a mistake and called on them to withdraw the stamps. They're saying, listen, we understand that you were trying to do an initiative, but what you did is completely wrong. It is still racially discriminative and you need to pull the stamps immediately. This is an example of not having any black people that work 
at your company outside of the bottom level, which a lot of companies do. So when the executives get together and want to do these things, but all the black people are at the bottom level, not even in the managerial level to even give any input to any of this, then they put it out and then they look stupid. Let them fall on the sword they lay on. So you decided on the death of George Floyd, somebody who's not part of your country, but I guess you wanted to be on the right side of history. I get it. You decided to come out with racial stamps. Why didn't you just easily come out with a bunch of stamps of different colors that were the same price? Why was that such a hard thing to do? Thank you. You could have came out with a white one, a black one, a brown one, a medium one, and just made them all the same price. And made them Once all the same price. Once you decided to price them, even if you priced them the other way, it still would have looked it's still You should just made them all that, the same that, price. Because that would have looked like you were pandering by making yeah. the black one the most expensive. Yep. But you priced it basically going from light to dark, which defeats the purpose of what you were trying to do originally. Thank you. This is an example of not having black people in the boardrooms. And obviously this guy who's a part of the racial association, he's an African man living in Spain. Shout outs to him. Um, There's a lot of African people that live in Spain, of course, colonization, shout out to them. Um, And they probably work in Spain, Madrid, wherever the hell this company is. Why aren't you hiring them? Why aren't you putting them in positions? It's a state-owned postal service. I'm assuming it's all of Spain if it's state-owned. So, so well, there there probably isn't any black people that work in the government that could actually do this. So, and obviously nobody who works in the postal service. uh, So, I can't like honestly. I agree wholeheartedly. The stamps should all been priced at the same same price, and they should have just been like you know how you can get like commemorative stamps where they have different things on it, but they're all the same price. They could have done it like that. They didn't have to do this. It was completely ridiculous. And I, and they were it was right to be met with swift criticism across the board. Our last clap of the week. I don't know, okay. So I don't know if y'all I'm remember. I'm gonna call this, this episode clap of the week, so. So I don't know if y'all remember this girl. She is a YouTube creator as well as an in- Instagram influencer, I guess you could say. Uh, her name is Amanda Ensing. She on her you, her Instagram page has I guess her middle name is Esther, so she's using the biblical term Esther, and then has like a a chapter from like the Bible listed next to it. So let me just give you a brief history of Amanda Ensing. Amanda Ensing openly posted a video saying that she had voted for Trump. She admitted that she was a Republican, whatever it was. No one really cared about that. What people cared about is the rhetoric that she was posting online. She supported. And kept retweeting when those numerous individuals decided to storm the Capitol, which, as we know, is a federal offense. And also could apparently be classified in the U.S. as also domestic terrorism because of the fact that they are Americans who were storming the Capitol. She has also been known to promote hate speech. She has been known to make racist comments towards black content creators and other people of color. And she has decided to cite her sources from TikTok. Not like a journal or a reputable publishing house, like like maybe the New York Times, even the Independent, the UK one, the Guardian, like no, TikTok. So when she decided to support the riots on Capitol Hill, promote hate speech, and ultimately make it seem as if that, um, that Trump was the end all be all and he was the best president they ever had, this is also an individual who recently was promoting the fact that she was part Latina and she was a person of color, but yet she was, yet she and her boyfriend, her boyfriend, I believe 
is actually Brazilian, but he is not an American citizen, was also promoting things such as people owning firearms, or he was posting things on his Instagram that showed huge acts of violence against other people using like AK-47s and high-powered rifles, saying that you should just burn everything down and shoot whoever you want, which also can be classified as hate, as we know. She had a contract with Sephora, Anyone who loves makeup or buys their hair care, beauty, perfume, cologne, you name it, Sephora is the mothership. Everyone knows that it's a huge conglomerate. She had an active contract with Sephora where she would promote products and she would pretty much get paid by them. Sephora decided to end their contract with her after all of these things came out because it wasn't as if that they were false. They were coming directly from her account on her Instagram, on her Twitter, on her TikTok, and on her YouTube channel. And she obviously, when you sign a contract with Sephora, normally you have to use all of your social media platforms to be able to promote content. They decided to end the actual contract with her, and she decided to think that this was illegal. Sephora cited in their clause, when this first came out, uh, like a representative of Sephora actually did stipulate that in their contracts, if you do any form of hate speech or promote anything that has to do with racism, whatever it is that goes against their code of conduct, they have the right to actually revoke your contract. Now, in general, these stand these are like standard clauses in most contracts for any individuals. Same thing like with our other previous person we we're talking about. You, your company, a company can actually put that they can let you go from the contract or fire you if you go against their code of conduct or promote any form of hate speech or any of those things, racism openly and say that it's okay like she supported people who ultimately got arrested and are being charged for storming capitol hill so what she decided to do she posted on her instagram i do not follow her i just looked this up for this today she posted on her instagram a copy of the first page of the actual documents of her going after sephora by suing them So pretty much she put, see you in court at Sephora. This is for every conservative who's been discriminated against for their views. That's what she decided to write. I also decided to photograph some of the comments of what people wrote. But on the Gateway Pundit, she posted about the fact that now iconic free speech lawyer John Pierce has taken up her case, Amanda Ensing, and filed a lawsuit against Sephora on Thursday evening in Nashville. Like many powerful multi-billion dollar corporations that are what bowing to the whims of the woke mob, Sephora apparently thought that its bottom line was best served by destroying the line of law-abiding of a law-abiding American simply because she has conservative political views. Now, first off, having conservative views is 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 fine. You, you can believe what you want to believe, but there is a fine line and a very big difference between promoting the fact that you're okay with people storming and potentially trying to kill those on Capitol Hill. It is different from you actually agreeing that if you decide that you want to take up arms and shoot somebody for putting a toe on your lawn, uh, the fact that she has, there are actual screenshots of other content creators who are black and people of color where she has left racist remarks on their actual public forums. If you do this and it becomes public knowledge, any form of a contract is allowed to be broken at that point, especially if it's in their clause. That is your fault for not reading the fine print. Now, one of the most, the, the one of the craziest things is that the comments that were on here. So most of Amanda Ensing's comments are limited on her profile because a lot of people have been posting to let her know that not only is she ignorant, that her being a conservative has nothing to do with the fact of her loss of a contract through Sephora. Her being a conservative has nothing to do with the fact that she's losing subscribers on YouTube or her loss of a contract has nothing to do with the fact that she doesn't influence on Instagram the way that she used to. They're saying it's actually your political views, your stance, and the fact 
that you just sound really ignorant and racist yourself. One person commented, yes, I cannot support Sephora. God bless you for standing up for your freedom, God and country. Then another person wrote, thank you for fighting for us all. Then another person wrote, the best is yet to come. Then someone put party emojis, hand clapping, saying God will win. Another person, and then Amanda replied, amen. Then we have another person posting, yes, ma'am. Thank you for not bowing down to the vast majority. Those of us who have been silenced, thank you more than you know. Then she commented okay. back to this person saying, we will fight to the end. We are the majority. They, they're just our louder. Let's go. They probably are the majority. Um, That's not the point. The point is, is that okay. the reason why she's a clap is because she's actually trying to go up against a company that obviously has in their actual closet, you can't do this. You want to sue. She's only doing this to be able to be known because she is losing okay, subscribers okay. and money at an alarming rate due to her own ignorance. Funny thing is, she's actually yeah. gaining at the same time. So it's like a, it's like a seesaw up, down, up, down, up, down. So I, I, I'll say this. I don't know this woman. I just heard about this case now, actually. But I, I'll say this. Um... Okay. She's almost a clef. We can only have one clef for every week or every two no. weeks. No. And this you is going to be You can have more than one. Parent. No, 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 no. There's just, no, you can't, everybody can't be a clef. Yes, you they just, can. You can have three. One clef. No, you can have three. for the clef. I might not have three clefs every week. There might not be three clef activities every week. Anyway, one get to your clef. point. Okay. <laughs> Amanda Insing. Um, to be honest, I have no clue about this. You just explained it to me. Um, I can see both sides of this. People don't be shocked to hear that. Now, do I think I I would consider myself a liberal? Do I think that the liberal woke everything is sensitive environment gets annoying? Yes. Do I think cancel culture is annoying? Yes. Do I think that people should be able to have their own opinions and express their opinions without having to lose everything because they don't believe in basically the liberal mindset is what it is, mm -hmm. to be honest with you. Uh, we've got, mind you, and I'm liberal, so I'm not mad at it. We got to a point where the liberal mindset is starting to People are starting to realize that the conservative mindset's not working and the liberal mindset of everybody being included is starting to come to a rise, right? To a socialism standard across the world, which is fine. People are just realizing that resources are low, racism is stupid, religion is dumb, and people are now starting to come to that realization. That's fine. There obviously is gonna be fight back against it from the people who are religious, who do believe in traditionalism or conservatism, or who do believe in whatever conservatism means in their country, whether that's owning your own gun or doing whatever. Now, when, when, when your beliefs start to put down a race or creed or religion of people, that's where it gets ignorant. So if you're talking about black people or any minority or gays or whatever it is, that's when it gets ignorant and that's when it becomes whatever. But if your opinions are not necessarily hurting anybody. So if you want to say, yo, I'm a conservative and I was a Trumper and I believe that what Trump was doing was fine. And I believe that people reigning the Capitol was fine, even though we know it's not. That's your opinion. Do I think that you should lose your job over that? No. I think when you dip into the racist pool or the homophobic pool or when you dip into the classism pool, yes, because now you're offending people. But I think if you're just saying you support Trump and all this idiocy, that there's millions of people that do. Like, I, I can't sit there and say you shouldn't have your job for that. Now, as you said, um, there is details in the Sephora contract. So if you're going against the Sephora contract, 
then Sephora has the justification to let you go. That was the contract that you signed. So I agree that she should be let go. But the people who are attacking her just because she doesn't believe what they believe, I do think that this needs to stop. And I, I, said, I said this back. No, 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 what I said to you was, is that the reason people are saying to her, the reason why she is losing the thing is not because of her being a conservative. It's the fact that she keeps promoting ideology. We're like building a wall that when they stormed Capitol Hill, that these individuals should have shot the politicians know, on know, Capitol Hill. That's invoking violence. That's no, no, why I'm they're mad at her. They're mad at her because she's invoking violence well, and hate speech, not because I, I, I of her, what I'm she actually believes. You can be a conservative. But I'm, I'm just clarifying it. I'm just, that. I'm just working, it's because no, she actually is like, no, harm those people, hurt those people. That's messed up. So you should be told that you're being ridiculous. I know. I'm getting to it. I'm just working around the topic here. So I just wanted to say that going forward, I don't like the fact that we have tried to quiet people. Do I I feel that some of these people need education, need to be less ignorant? Yes. But I don't think attacking them is going to help that. I think when you attack people, you put them in a corner and then they create a group amongst themselves and then they feel attacked. And that's when you have all sort of bullshit you have going on because now these people feel attacked, right? Um, now, as I said, if, if it's about racial discrimination or you're attacking a group of people, then yes, I'm not for that. But if you're just sharing your opinion, like I'm a gun owner and you get fired, then no. I just wanted to create the difference there. Now, what she was doing, as I said, was about racial discrimination. So yes, she deserves to be fired and it's in the contract. She deserves to be fired. Obviously, she's having a little hissy fit about it right now. And her fans, like at the end of the day, she's fired. So the, the fans that are trying to get her back on Sephora, Sephora's not going to hire her back. If she wants to fire Sephora, I'm pretty sure Sephora's legal team can find ways to like, there's, I can see ways right now to get around that. She did Sephora hire a major lawyer. more money lawyer, and more resources so, than she could ever see in her lifetime because they're yeah, a conglomerate. Yeah, they're owned. Yeah, like yeah. it's not, the, the, if, it's if not anything, even about that. It's if, just about the fact that if she anything, believes that. She may, be, she may be attacking Sephora just to get a huge settlement, which I'm not mad at. I see, I see, I see the money play. Um, but similar to the girl on Star Wars, you can believe what you want to believe in. Yeah. No issue with that. But the moment that you come across attacking people their race, gender, ethnicity, spirituality, sexuality, whatever, that's when people are allowed to take precautions on you. And the same way the girl from Star Wars lost a major role is the same way this girl will lose this. That's ultimately what it is. People didn't care that she was a Republican or who she voted for. They cared about the fact of what happened after. It's just like, okay, like we understand, like, fine, no one cared. It's just that she started to the rhetoric that she was spouting and the amount of hate speech and racism that came out of her mouth, you were just like, okay, I don't care that you're Republican, but what the hell is that? It was like, it, it was, it was different. And that's where people got really, really worried. Cause they were just like, you weren't, what happened? Like what, it's fine who you voted for. Like, we don't care. Obviously I don't care. I'm Canadian, but it was what happened afterwards with everything that she did and how she was like condoning these like, there was one tweet that I don't know if she took it down now, but possibly where she was like, okay, if the rioters like shot everybody on Capitol Hill, I was like, what? Yeah, she's uh, a, like, she, like that, that's when it's the, that's when people got concerned. They were like, listen, you're allowed to believe in what you want to believe in. But the fact that you actually are want to instigate. And she kept saying that if she had been there, she would have been up in there and she would have been shooting people. And I'm like, that is mad. Like, don't yeah. say that. You're not she, supposed to want to force that type of vi- It's the violence and the way it's the violence and the racism for me. And that's a come I'm saying to myself, like, listen, I understand that she's probably trying to go after a settlement, but you do understand that 
it is possible that she will get absolutely nothing because they're they, they probably can prove that because of everything that she has posted online which is public and we know that even if you delete something somebody can find it that you know like no we don't have to give you anything they, they don't have to pay somebody for being a well, racist it depends on how much money it depends if it makes more sense to pay her out than go through the, the legalities of hiring lawyers and going through the whole thing yeah but they've already hired lawyers because she out. when she first instigated that she tried to go after them and the first thing sephora did was lawyer up they went to the they don't have no, to hire no, no. lawyers they of have a team they of have, them of, all they did course. was say hey this girl that we fired is doing this take care of it but then she decides to actually file a lawsuit a lawsuit is completely different a lawsuit could go on forever but who has more money yeah they may not want Obviously, to do that sephora but that's what they're doing. They're allowing yeah, it to some happen. People, some people don't care. But some people don't want to go through that. It's the same reason Oh, no, no, but I'm talking about it from this standpoint, going up against a massive company versus of, her. Of, yeah, yeah, but it's the same the thing. The company how, like, who has all the money of, doesn't care. That's not true. It's the same exact way how, like, there could be a broke girl from Tennessee who claims that Drake raped her. Drake has millions of dollars. I'm not she disagreeing with that. When I say that they don't Drake care, doesn't, Drake doesn't I believe... want to go through the long process. No, I know, but I'm, I believe that, that when it comes money. to Sephora, even though Sephora has been in the news before where people have tried to file lawsuits and the lawsuits end up just falling on deaf ears. Nothing actually happens. There's like no known if it oh, ended or a payout. Case, what I'm saying is that I genuinely believe that because of the amount of information that they are, that you were able to get just offline of what coming out of her mouth from her own personal pages and everything that she's done, it would be very hard. I genuinely believe it'll be very hard to actually prove that she lost her contract due to conservative views and like no she lost the contract because she promoted racism and hate speech that's all i'm trying to say yeah, that's why i don't I, think I know, sephora I, I is going to view it the win. same way I, I don't think it's an easy win i feel like she's just going to keep coming back to them but eventually it's the length she's not going to get her job back she's not going to get the contract back because that would just be them going against their own policy i personally mm. think that I actually think that she's only doing this so that she can stay relevant. I know that that sounds stupid, but I actually think that's what it is. I could see that. I think it's because she wants to stay relevant. It's like, oh, the big conglomerate company decided to fire me, so I'm going to file a lawsuit against them and say that it's due to my views when all I have done is promote racism and hate and violence. It's to stay relevant and to also feed into the audience that she has gained by by being like this yeah, she has gained a massive audience of people who have similar views i can see what you mean so you know that's all we got that's all we got for the week eh? that's all we got for the week we got we, we we went in i think that we had a very interesting conversation you know the little argumentative uh, at the end <laughs> no i liked it it was good it was good it was good <laughs> Clap no. of the week is a new is a new. I don't know what time I'm gonna implement it in the show, but whatever. We'll just see how it goes. We'll I feel like out. we're gonna need see to now get music to to do that when we do clap of the week. I'm gonna have to have like a little snippet of a song or something that we're gonna have to look for to make it interesting. There's no song to make it entertaining for your ears, entertaining for your eyes. That's all song that says clap. Clap of the week. You could record that. I mean, you have a mic. We could easily. I am not gonna do a dance hall clap for the week. I would love Five it. Five minutes. That'd be great. Hell That'd be great. no. Hell no. At least it could be like it could be like fifteen seconds long. Just you saying "clap of the week." I think no. We'll, we'll, we'll come up with something. We'll come up with something. Don't worry. We'll come up with something. I'll even come up with a little like thing that like if you're watching this on YouTube that like spins into screen of the symbol. It's gonna say "clap" in red. <laughs> Clap. Oh, I'm doing it. We all know how much I like to learn new things. So. 
Oh man. Anyway, okay. thank you guys yeah. for listening and or watching. As usual, if you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe. It really does help us out. Like and comment on these videos. If you are listening on Apple, please rate this podcast because it also does help us. If you're listening on Spotify, leave a review. We would love that. If you're listening through Android, you can listen on Google, which is also something that I keep saying I didn't know that was a thing. But yeah, that's all we got for this week. Hopefully we'll see you in two weeks. Part of the Arkham Black family. I don't know why I'm doing this with my hands. I'm like trying to do something. Uh, no, you're in a mode right now. You're in a mode right now. It's fine. It's fine. You guys enjoy the rest of your week. Stay safe, guys. Get that COVID Bye, guys. Test. Let's get back to normal. <laughs>